Okay, uh, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us and coming to our seminar today. Uh, this afternoon, uh, we are going to be talking all about mental health. If you know Made For More before, or if you've heard of us before, hands up. Nice. Loads of you, loads of us um, wearing the merch as well, which is incredible. Thank you so much for supporting us and helping us share that message. Um, and so today, what we're going to focus on, we're going to be here until just a little bit before three. And what we're going to be focusing on is basically how you can look after your mental health and what that looks like as a Christian as well, okay? Um, and I really hope that that equips you. I really hope that that um, encourages you and that you can take something away from here and um, that you can actually use to choose to look after your mental health. So we're going to be talking about a thing um, which Andy's going to introduce in a second, um, but it's all about choices, okay? It's all about the fact that the ownership for how you actually look after yourself, the choice is yours. And we want to actually get you to think about how valuable your choices are because because every single person in this room, every single person in this entire field, they are so valuable, right? That is what we believe. We're based on Ephesians 2.10, and that says that you're God's masterpiece, all right? And that's maybe not something that you think about every single day. Hopefully, over this entire weekend, you'll have been thinking about how much God values you, how much God loves you. But the reason why your choices are so important is because they have consequences, and all of the consequences actually impact your life. And if you're valuable, we want to equip you so that you make good choices. Choices, all right. So hopefully you'll find this helpful. I'm going to hand over to Andy and he's going to explain just a little bit about what we're going to do through the rest of the workshop. It's going to be a lot of games. Are you competitive? Yes. Okay. We're going to split you in teams later on. We need some competitiveness. We're going to get really involved. We'll get the music going. Um, and so we would love if you could jump in on that. Amazing. So what is going to come up on the screen is something called the window of tolerance. So... There it is, right? It's called a window of tolerance. Nothing fancy, but it hopefully is a tool that can help you see and understand a little bit more about our mental health. So the window of tolerance, the green bit in the middle is where we want to be, right? That's you at your best, right? Everything's feeling breezy. You're feeling confident. You're feeling good. And on either side of that, there's red, right? So we want to be in the green. We don't want to be in the red, right? So up top, when we go out of our window of tolerance, up the way, it's into stress. So stressful behavior, anxiety, maybe uh, overthinking, over worrying, feeling overwhelmed, a little agitated. Maybe you, some of you can understand, maybe you know what that feels like, right? So that's going up of it, out of it that way. The other direction when we come down could be more like depressive behavior. We're actually we're feeling low, maybe unmotivated, maybe we've got poor uh, hygiene, which this weekend might happen anyway, but if it's through choice, poor hygiene, that sort of thing. It might not be depression, it might be, it might not be, but it might be something that, that kind of looks characteristically like depression. So actually when we're in our sweet spot, that's where we want to be, right? That's where we want you to live. But the problem is you can't stay there forever, right? It's physically impossible to stay there forever. Statistics show that one in four young people are struggling with their mental health. That's a lot, right? So if that's you, take a breather and think, okay, it's not just me, right? If it's not you, it could be someone that you know really, really well, right? And actually what's happening is they're spending a lot of time either in that top red bit or that bottom red bit. And actually the, 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 the whole idea is that even though you will travel out of the green bit, we want to equip you with some things that will help you bring you back into the green bit. I know that sounds really like, but I'm not in a green bit, I'm not in a red bit. Hopefully you can see that. 
you will ha- you will see stress and anxiety. That will be something you experience. We're not saying, hey, if you feel if you f- are feeling anxious, that all of a sudden you failed. That's not it, because it will happen. But actually, it's not about not going into the red. It's about how long you spend there. And actually understanding, as Reb said, you have a choice. You have control over your mental health. Actually, to be able to take steps to go back into that green section, to be at your best. Now, what that looks like for, for each of those red sections is different. And actually, But the mechanisms that we can use to come back into our window of tolerance are pretty similar. Right now, currently, I have a, a five-week-old baby at home. So my window of tolerance is quite small. Right, it would take very little for me to all of a sudden, oh my word, I'm, I'm feeling itchy, I'm feeling sweaty, I'm feeling gross. Oh my word, is she breathing? Is she still alive? Have I failed as a parent? Right, all of this sleep deprived, all of that. Right, it would also take a lot for me to be like, oh, I'm finally sitting down. I've got no motivation to do anything. So actually, my window of tolerance is quite narrow at the minute, but it's still there. It just means it's a little bit more difficult for me right now to get back into it. So for some people it might be narrow, you might think that's a tiny wee green line, Andy. I don't even have one, I don't think. And for some other people, it might be pretty big. We all have one, we can all make it bigger, but the important thing is that we can all definitely make steps to make sure that we're in it. Because actually what we would love, even though I've just met most of you right now, and might possibly never see you again, I know, but actually we want for you to be in that green section as much as possible and for you to know ways that you can get back into it. So hopefully that makes sense. Yes. Nod at me if that makes sense. Okay, great. So we're talking about your mental health. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Okay, the same way that if you broke a bone, you would go to hospital, you would fix that. If you fell over, you put a little plaster on it, let it heal. Your mental health is just as important and it's not just as easy as going to the hospital and getting a little x-ray. Because right now, anybody tell me how I'm feeling right now? How would you find out what I'm feeling right now? How would you know? I'm up here, okay? So you might think she's really nervous right now or you might think she's actually really confident or she's feeling great right now. You actually have no idea and here's a shocker. I don't like actually talking about my feelings even though I work here. I feel like that's God's sense of humor trying to get me to like talk about my feelings and talk about my mental health but actually the only way you're going to be able to find out how anyone feels is by talking to them, okay? That's kind of like a little mental image of taking an x-ray and figuring out how somebody is. So that's really important for you to figure out how the people around you are feeling but also for you whenever you're sharing that, okay? Nobody's actually going to know if you're struggling. Nobody's going to know if you are stressed or if you're in a little red bit unless you tell them that, okay? They might be able to see it. It might overspill in different ways, but you don't actually want to let it get to that point. You want to actually talk to somebody and deal with it before it gets to the point of overflowing or being too much or being too overwhelming for you. So what we're going to do next is we're going to play a couple of games and we're going to see what it looks like to be a little bit above your window of tolerance, so a little bit too more too stressed. And then we're going to see what it looks like if it's below there as well, okay? And then how we can get back into that green bit. So, whether you know it or not, you're already in a team based on where you sat. So over here, this entire side, everybody on this whole side, you're going to be in team number one. Can I give, hear it for team number one? <laughs> nice, okay. I feel like you can do better, but that was decent. That was okay. Over here, team two. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, let's try it again. Team one. Better. Team two. 
Nice. Okay, so your job for the rest of this is going to be to cheer on your team because we're going to get some volunteers and they're going to come up to the front. All right. So the first thing that I need from each team is three volunteers. Okay, so three people from each team. There's one. Anybody along here? Two. Yes. One more. A volunteer from this team. And you're all going to come and stand here. Would you like to come? you like to come? Okay, you come and stand here. Brilliant. Andy's going to choose three from this side. And you're also going to come and stand up in the middle so everybody can see you. Okay. And if anybody was at our stall at any point during this weekend, you're going to know what this is. This is a vertical cup stack. So you're going to come stand. If you guys stand at the top of it, and then you guys come up here. Okay. So everybody can kind of see. All right, so you're going to take it one at a time, and you're each going to take a cup. So Andy's going to demonstrate so you can see what it looks like, okay? <laughs> he didn't know who's going to, but now he is, okay? So you're going to vertically cup stack them. They're going to go down first, like that. Then the next one's going to go up. Then the next one's going to go down. Then the next one's going to go up. Come on, Andy, quick, quick. <laughs> nice. Ah, what happens though if it falls over like that? That's completely fine because you're within a time limit and it is the team at the end of the time that has the tallest tower. You have to go one at a time. You can't have one person building the whole thing. You've got to take it in turns to stack the cups. Ah, oh. and the team with the highest tower at the end of the time limit is the winner. Does that make sense? Yes. So you've got to cheer on your team. You've got to give them some encouragement. They've got to feel that. All right. So hand the cups to our team member. Decide what order you're going to go in, maybe. Okay. Figure that out first. And when the music starts, you're going to go. So are we ready? Three, two, one, go. Go, go, go. Cheer on your team. Three, two, one. Stop! Oh, there's fell at the last minute. This team, team number two, you are the winners. Nice, well done. Grab a wee seat, thank you so much. That was brilliant, it was very, very tight. But you brought it back. Very tense. Good job, thank you. Okay, so. What we normally do in our workshops is we play a game. We try and give you like a little visual aid that's hopefully going to help you understand a little bit more about your mental health, all right, and how you can actually deal with that. So in that game, we're thinking about if we go above the window of tolerance, right? So that place where you feel okay, you're maybe a little bit outside of that because you might be stressed about something. Can anybody tell me anything that might stress them out? Yes. Exams, brilliant, okay? So you might have just done your exams. You might be in the like time of the year now where you're just feeling really carefree because all the exams are done, but it was a stressful time. Brilliant, anybody else? What might stress somebody out? Yes. Doing the right thing, brilliant. Yes, you might feel like in life a lot of the time, whether it is with your friends or with your family, you might feel like something, you just got to get everything right. Maybe you're really like perfectionist. Okay, that's a really good one. Thank you, yep. Speeches, yes, speaking in front of people. So like what I'm doing right now, if I had done this whenever I was 14, there is no way I would have been up here at all, okay? So that might stress you out, absolutely. One or two more things that might cause people stress, yes. Family, yes, absolutely. So we cannot necessarily choose who our family is. You are living with these people. And if they stress you out or if they are struggling with something, that could be a massive one, yes. And last one, friendships, absolutely. So you're all probably around, let's say, you're all like over P7, yes. Nod to me if you're older than P7. Okay, also nod to me if you are younger than sixth year. 
Yes. Okay. All of you in that little age bracket, okay, your brain, psychologically, what you're trying to figure out right now is who you are. You're trying to decide, like, where do I fit in? Who am I? What sort of person am I? Okay. And all of these thoughts are trying to be processed in your brain right now. And so with friendships, especially at your age group, you might feel like you need to try and fit in or be a certain person. Okay. And that might change a lot about who you act. It's all to do with your identity and who you feel like you are. All right. And so what we would love to encourage you with in that is that, yes, my days, um, <laughs> friendships definitely can stress you out because it becomes a real source of who you are. If you're trying to figure that out and you're with a group of people who you're getting validation from, that can be massive. Okay, So all of these things, they can be stressful. However, one of those by themselves might not be enough for you to feel like, oh, I'm outside the wee window, like I'm freaking out. A little bit of stress actually can be a good thing. So for example, you're all camping here, okay, in the middle of the night, if a massive bear walks into the campsite and you feel nothing, if there is no stress in your body, what happens? You all die, yes. You'll all die because the bear will come in and it will eat you all because you'll not do anything. A little bit of stress is actually okay. Your body's designed to deal with stress. And so having a little bit in that situation, it might motivate you to either run from the bear. Who would run? Yes. Or maybe you turn around and fight the bear. Who would fight the bear? There's always at least you two. I knew it. Yeah, you would fight the bear as well. There's always somebody in the room that wants to fight the bear, okay? And so... A little bit of stress can be okay, but the issue comes with when you're stuck in that tower, it's like adding on another thing and another thing and another thing. You don't actually know at what point it is going to collapse and it's going to fall over. And so what we want to encourage you to do is with stress, deal with all of those little things whenever they come up. Don't let them build up and up and up and up. Because if you do that, then it could get to the point where you just crash. Okay, and that might look like for you, it might look like anger. Maybe you go home and you've been so stressed out at school exams. You go and see your brothers and sisters. They're delighted to see you. They just want to give you a big hug after school. Yes, isn't that what always happens? Not in my house, but they want to see you. Maybe your family are just like, here, how was your day? And you're so stressed that you just lash out at them and you get really angry and you start to actually damage relationships in other places in your life because you're not dealing with your own stuff okay and that is on you to deal with because like I said a second ago nobody actually knows how you're feeling so if your family are asking you how you are and you're freaking out at them maybe just say like I'm stressed today it's okay to say that it's okay to be like I'm kind of just feeling stressed can we not really talk right now okay or it might look like you just having like a wee sad moment and putting on your wee sad playlist yes we all have a wee sad playlist you're all looking at me. And you might just put that wee sad playlist on and just sit in your room and try and isolate yourself. That's not really very healthy either. It's not healthy to just hide away and pretend it doesn't exist. So instead of crashing down, which you might, sometimes you might crash down sometimes, and that's all right, because then the next time you can learn how to do it better. But that's okay. When that happens, you can learn and actually deal with it in a better way the next time. So we're going to think about ways to do that in a second, but that might be if you're above your window of tolerance. Okay. Great. So that's up in the stress section up there. For some of you, you might be thinking, yep, I live there. That's my home. I live there. I've lived there for many years, and that's where I've been for a long time. For some of you, you're thinking, okay, actually, that's not likely where, where I'm, I'm, I'm likely to be. For some of you, it's maybe that bottom section when you're feeling low. Maybe actually you're in a repeated cycle of just, oh... I don't know if I can keep doing this, right? So what that kind of can look like is is actually quite different. What I need from you to do before we uh, get into this game, what I need you to do is ever look at the people beside you, okay? 
just look at them, eye them up and down, right? And can anyone tell me if they're sitting beside an athlete? You're sitting beside an athlete? You're the athlete, come on up. Let's go. Let's go. We need an athlete for this, don't worry. Everyone who's like, I wanna be an athlete, you will be, do not worry. So what's your name? Sophie. Sophie, Sophie. okay, Sophie. Excellent, look at this, look at this support. Sophie, can you uh, do a squat? Yeah? She says yes, but can anyone see a squat? No? Oh, to be fair, that's true, that's true. Can you show everyone here a good squat? Okay, out of 10? Four? Ooh. 14? See, she took your four and raised it. Okay, talk us through what you're doing here. I'm spreading out, like, <laughs> equally distrib distributing the balance out here, putting on my feet just a wee bit, not too much, bending down, trying to, like, stay balanced, I'm just going down. Great. Everyone know how to do a squat now after that? Amazing. She's, I mean, she's a natural teacher. I, I have to give you that, Sophie. I have to give you that. Okay, what we're going to do now is everyone is going to get up, find a space, either around or down the middle. Try and stay away from your chair. That is really it, okay? There are no walls to lean on. But we are all going to do some squats, okay? A song will play. It's called Bring Sally Up. When it says up... When it says up, we'll be standing up. When it says down, we'll be in a squat position. Listen, here. We're gonna try and see if you can make it the whole way through the song. If at any point you're like, I can't do this, please make it stop. You can sit down. Please do not injure yourself. Okay, we are using this little speaker, so you gotta listen nice and carefully. When we're ready. Bring Sally down, lift hands by God to the ground. Bring Sally up, bring Sally down. Hold it. Hold it. Lift me to keep him on. Well done. Woo! Take a wee seat. Woo! Oh, who's feeling the burn? Come on, there it is. You only got about halfway. <laughs> there was a few people I could see that were uh, tapering off a wee bit. Every so often you just skipped one out, took a wee break, and then went back into the next one. Okay, who found that difficult? Okay, pretty much everyone, okay? If you didn't, I don't want to hear it, because I did, right? But so everyone found it difficult. Who found it difficult at the very beginning? Who found the very first squat hard? Sorry, mate. Hey, there's always one, right? At the beginning, typically, it's not so bad, right? But what happens, what, what, what is different at the beginning towards the end? What is different? Is any more weight being added? No, what's happening? You're holding it for longer, right? Actually, it's almost as if our bodies are not designed to be in this position for an extended period of time, right? 
we can all agree. Because even doing it just there, I'm like, keep up, stay up, right? Our bodies aren't designed to be like that. And actually think about that when we're thinking about the window of tolerance. Keep that in mind as well. We will dip in, out, in and out of that window, but actually extended periods of time, especially in this lower section when we're feeling down, we're not designed to be there for a long period of time. It can be really, really difficult. So imagine it to be like depression or depressive behavior um, or, or symptoms of depression. Actually, maybe you can think, hopefully you can imagine what that is like. Maybe if you've experienced it yourself, you'll know uh, what that feels like. But imagine it to be like that squat challenge. At the beginning, you're like, oh, okay, this is different, right? And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Oh, again, oh, okay, right? And the longer we go, actually, the harder it is. And then there are periods of time where you have to hold it, and you're like, oh, this is a bit longer. Oh, this is getting even longer now. Actually, I don't know if I can do this. And then you're like, oh, I'm up again. But as the song goes on, you find yourself the wee periods of time where you get to stand up seem to be getting shorter and shorter, don't they? You're like, oh, oh, no, no, I'm back again. And you can't, there's no relief. The relief period is gone and it just keeps getting harder and harder. And that's what it can be like if we spend a long time in this, outside of our window of tolerance, in, in this sort of depressive uh, behavior or, or depression. If we're feeling down in our, in, in our minds with our mental health, when we're feeling really low, that's what it can feel like. And actually, again, you can't see that. You can see physically that I am struggling to hold a squat. But again, like Reb said, you can't see into someone's head. You, you don't know how I'm feeling unless I tell you. And actually, sadly, what happens is some people just keep struggling with that and keep struggling and keep struggling until what? They give up. Because actually, it seems like the only logical thing to do. I physically can't do this anymore. Just let it be over. Right, actually, that's, that's the tricky part. That actually, this could be any single one of us. Like I said at the beginning, one in four young people are struggling with their mental health. So this could be you. It might be you at some point. So it's really, really important, actually, to, for you to know for a start, there's something you can do to help yourself. <gasps> yes. That's good. But actually, it takes a little second for you to do it. It's uncomfortable to do it, but you can do it. If I sit in a squat like this, you and I are sitting in a similar position, aren't we? You could probably sit there all day, though, couldn't you? Yeah. I, on the other hand, minute and a half tops, right? I'm struggling. What's the difference? What's the difference? You have a support. Exactly. You have a support. All of a sudden, I'm still in the same position. But I could sit here all day, put a Xbox controller in my hand, I could sit here all week, you know, right? I'm, it's not gone, it's not fixed, not, oh, I'm better. That low feeling's gone, I'm fixed. That's not how it works. But actually, the fact that I've got the right support under me now means, okay, I have time to think logically about this. What can I do to actually help myself out of this? That's the importance of being able to talk about your feelings. It is uncomfortable. It is really awkward, but it's so, so important. Because if you get the right support, actually what that means is you can take these steps to getting back into that window of tolerance, which is what we really, really want for you. Okay, what we're going to do in uh, probably like 
rows-ish. You're going to get a whiteboard. I want you to sort of work together in groups. You're going to get a whiteboard and a pen. The aim of the game is to fill the board. Okay, fill the board with as many different things as you can. Uh, once the boards are out, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the question. How's that? You don't waste your time. Okay, you will have 60 seconds to do this. Working with the people around you, you're going to try and fill the board with as many things as you can answering this question. What can you do to help you get back into that window of tolerance? What can you do to help improve your mental health? Understand the question? Yes? Okay, in that case, three, two, one, go. Five, four, three, two, one, stop. We're doing an honor system here, so count up how many you have on your board. Put the lid on your pen, and don't add any more. How many have we got over here? Nine. 23? Woo. Where's the next board? 12. 16. 30. 17. 13? Brilliant. So our winner is over here with 30. You don't win a prize because there's so many of you, right? But you will walk out of here knowing that you're superior, right? It's just a, it's just a confidence thing, you know? Okay, give me uh, three or four of your list of things. Um, exercising, journaling, baking, and family and friends time. Excellent. Okay, so exercising, journaling, baking, family and friends time. Great, great ones there. Uh, anyone got anything different, something different from this group here? If you've got one or two that are different. Go outside and uh, play with pets. <laughs> play with pets? Actually, anyone who doesn't have a pet might think that's silly, but I'm with you. I'm like, listen, I get home with my dogs and I'm like, here I am. This is it. Excellent. Great ones. Anything different over here? Uh, oh, my goodness. Hi, Mike. <laughs> um, write it down. Uh, pray about it. Uh, distract yourself. Um, find stuff that you enjoy. Brilliant. So write it down. That's a good one. Journaling, really good idea. Actually, just being able to process. Sometimes it's difficult to talk it out loud, but actually writing it down can sometimes have that same effect. Praying about it, again, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that. That's a great thing to do. Anything different over here? Listen to music. Listen to music. Any music fans? Yeah? Good Spotify? You got good playlists on there? Yeah? Brill. Excellent. Anything different over here? Um, have a shower. Uh, go to the gym or read your Bible. Or put on fake tan. Listen, fellas. If you, you know what, if you want a fake tan, that's okay. My wife loves to put fake tan on. She's a different person. Not physically, but like she walks into a room, she's got her tan done. She's, all of a sudden, she's parading around. Absolutely, yes. Bit of self-care. Absolutely. Anything different back here? Uh, therapy working out, and I haven't got about sleeping. Sleeping? Good night's sleep, guys. I know it's difficult to get here, but 
it is actually uh, proven to be really, really good. Toxins in your brain get released out of there when you sleep. So getting enough sleep is a big one. Okay, so there's a lot of things there. Actually, just in a, in a minute, we came up with tons of things that we can do to help uh, improve our, our mental health and our, our well-being, actually. And that, that's the sort of things that we already know. You already know how to bring yourself back into that window of tolerance. You've already got the information there. So well done. You got them right. All of those things are correct. And I'm sure there's other things. If we spent more time, we could talk through them. But the NHS gives us five steps, which are pretty much covered in all of the things that you said. But here's five things that are really simple to remember um, that will help uh, with your mental health. So staying connected, talking to someone. It's the same thing we've said. Talking to someone that you trust about how you feel. It's not going up to a random person saying, hey... Hi, I'm Andy. I'm really struggling right now. Can you help me? Exactly. You know what? On a normal day, I think she probably would go, um, yeah, okay, right? Because you're nice, right? But actually, it's not just a random person. It's going to someone that you trust, someone that you know cares about you and will listen to you and will actually then try and do what you need. Not just talking about how you feel, but actually surrounding yourself with good people. You know the sort of friends that you're like, you'll spend all weekend with them at Summer Madness. You'll go home and you'll go, oh, I kind of miss them a wee bit, right? There's other people in your life that you see them for five minutes and you're like, oh, this is long enough, okay? So surrounding yourself with the right people and staying connected. Tendency for us sometimes is to, to step away and isolate ourselves, but actually staying connected is so, so important. The next one, being active. A lot of people said exercise, going to the gym, all that stuff. Really, really good. You don't have to be sporty. Yay, right? You don't have to be sporty, literally. Get up off the sofa, do 10 jumping jacks, or put on, bring Sally up and do a few squats. That's enough of exercise, right? Just moving around, being active. Learning a new skill. That could be an instrument. It could be a language. That's why school is actually really good. Oh, I know. It sucks to say that out loud, but it is. So constantly learning, using your brain is actually really good for your mind. It's really good for your mental health. Uh, giving to others, money, yes, but if that's not what, what you have, if, that, if you don't have the means for that, but actually giving of your time, giving of your effort, giving of your attention, uh, giving of your expertise, just because you find something easy doesn't mean it's easy, right? You might just be really good at it. So say you're really good at maths and your friend's rubbish at maths, actually helping them out, helping them see it a little bit, actually giving of, of your time and your effort to others is really good for your mental health. And the last one there is to be mindful. Right? I, first time I heard it, maybe you're like me, first time I heard of mindfulness, I was like, that sounds weird and, you know, new agey, and that's, that's unchristian, right? Actually, no, no. All mindfulness is, is bringing yourself into the present moment, and, and actually being able to understand how you feel right now. Because with anxiety, with stress, we're often thinking about, oh, what if? Oh, that might happen. Something that's going to happen in the future. Or we're sitting cringing or worrying about something that we've already done, something that has happened before. So actually being mindful. Mindfulness is just bringing yourself back into right now. Where am I right now? I'm sitting here in a tent or standing here in a tent, sweating profusely. Okay, here I am, right and actually, what a, a really good thing to do there, some of you guys already wrote it down, is actually about your breathing, focusing on your breathing. So have you heard of box breathing before? Yes, right, excellent. So everyone, can you draw a box in front of you in the air, just like this? All, right, all you're going to do is when you're going across, you're going to slow it right down to start, right? 
when you go across, breathe in through your nose, and when you go up and down, breathe out through your mouth, okay? So. Right, really awkward in a room with all these people, right? None of us are probably gonna be all that calm, right? But that's something that you can do, focusing on your breathing, making each side of that square about 15 seconds, do it for a couple of minutes. All of a sudden, actually, your heart rate's down, you can feel calm, you can then think, okay, how am I feeling right now? How can I articulate that? So there's five things that we can do that are actually really practical uh, to to help uh, keep our minds healthy. Great. Thank you so much for listening so far. We've just got a couple of minutes left and I would just love to share with you very, very briefly, okay, um, about the fact that our entire team at Made For More, we are Christians. We are at a big Christian event right now um, and so it would not be right for us to do any of the seminars that we are doing this week without mentioning how this actually links a little bit into our Christian life and what that looks like, okay? Um, And what I want to talk about a little bit is the fact that in the Bible, it talks about the fact that we can have this perfect peace okay and this is actually a verse that I really feel like God gave me this week there's the clicker here it is this is a version in the message you can go and look this up in other versions I was reading it called it perfect peace but I just want to read this um, to you as an entire room so Isaiah 26 people with their minds set on you so set on God you keep completely whole steady on their feet because they keep at it and don't quit depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God you have a sure thing okay and like you've been singing in all of the main worship sessions like firm foundation God is ultimately the firmest foundation that we are ever going to have so when we talk about identity at Made For More that is what we are trying to point people to okay we're not always allowed to explicitly say it in a school however we would love to, for you to discover that your firm foundation and your identity comes from God, okay? And that can actually bring a lot of perfect peace, okay? And these other translations, that's what it talks about. And so this week, um, as a team, part of my job is looking after the volunteers and we have like a little volunteer night. We kind of talk about our prayer requests. And one of mine for my prayer request was, I want to be more steadfast and I want to trust God more, right? And so literally the night after or the day after they prayed for me that night, next day what verse comes up on my phone is this one from Isaiah 26 about how we can have this perfect peace if we're steadfast and we keep our trust in God and I feel like he wanted to remind me it but not only for me but also for this entire room to just remind us of the fact that we actually have access to that perfect peace and what that looks like is in the middle of any stress or anxiety that we have we have this like divine access and we have a God who is incredibly powerful and who can change what our mind what our thought patterns are happening because you're Christian life. It's not actually just about all the stuff that you experience coming here and experiencing all this. It's amazing. It's so good for you. It's not all about just the stuff that you do. It's not just about like going to church, but it's actually a mind thing as well. It's actually everything that goes on in your mind can be Um, directed towards Jesus. And this morning, what we were hearing in here was about the focus on Jesus through really difficult stuff, whatever it is we're struggling with, actually having that focus and that perspective to have the perfect peace. And so in the Bible, it talks about how we can transform our minds. Our minds can be completely transformed. It also talks about how we should set our minds on God all the time. And when we do that, we have this like shift in perspective, which is also something that they were speaking about this morning, having this shift that allows you not to just focus on the anxieties and the stresses, but allows you to focus on God. And that lets you access this perfect peace. When you get into his presence, you can actually experience that. And it is something that I have experienced. I'm not just standing up here 
being like, here, there's this thing. I have experienced God's perfect peace, so I know that it exists. I can testify to that. If you want to ask me about it at the end, come and chat to me. But we actually can access that, right? And also, that's a really difficult thing to say because maybe a lot of you in this room, I do want to be like really gentle with this topic. It is a real struggle sometimes. It's not always just like we flick a switch and we say, right, okay, well, you're anxious. Just don't talk about it. Just don't. Some people have actually said that to me. If I'm like worried about something, they're like, just don't worry about it. And I'm like, that's not how it works. You know, you've triggered me more. I'm even more anxious now. That's not, you can't just turn your feelings off. Same with your mind. You can't just choose. If you're thinking about something, if you're worrying about something, you can't just say like, I want that to disappear. You can't block it. But what you can do is you actually can choose to control what you're focusing on and choose to control what you are meditating on. Okay. So even when those thoughts come in the Bible, it talks about taking your thoughts captive. I never really used to understand what that meant. But basically, I now understand it as if I have anxious thoughts, if I have really worrying things, I can take them and recognize that they're there and then actually go, do you know what? That's causing me a lot of fear. Like, that's not from God. I'm going to like dismiss that and I'm going to fill my mind with something else. Okay. And that's a really, really powerful thing to do because God knows how we have been designed, right? There's this part of your brain. I am not a scientist. So disclaimer, I'm not, but I know that there's part of your brain and it's called your prefrontal cortex. Does anybody know that? Yes, you knew. How did you know? Biology. You listened in biology. Give it up. That's good going. You're going to pass your exams. So you've got this part of your brain and it's called your prefrontal cortex. And that is the part of your brain where you process all the emotions of like fear, anxiety, worry, all of those get registered in there. But it's also the same part of your brain where gratitude is. Do you know what gratitude is? What is that? thankfulness. When you're thankful, that's where it gets processed, the same thing, right? But what happens with your brain, the prefrontal cortex, it can't do both those two things at the same time. It actually can't process them both at the same time. And so what that means is that when you're thankful, you cannot process the fear. It's like block, it blocks it, right? So in the Bible, when it talks about, don't be anxious about anything, but be thankful in your prayers with thanksgiving, come to God. God's telling us that because he knows how we're wired. He has literally designed us and he knows the best way for us to live and he knows the best way for us to actually take those thoughts captive. And so when you do that, you can actually reduce the fear. You can reduce the anxiety by looking towards things and focusing on things that you're thankful for and filling your mind with all of those things that you're thankful for. But here's the thing, right? Whatever you surround yourself with, whoever you surround yourself with, whatever you're feeding your mind with, that is what you're becoming more like. And that is what's influencing your mind, right? We had an intern this year. She was brilliant. She was called Emily. And she said this one word all the time that I never, ever even thought to say ever before, right? She said it all the time, literally every single day. Anything would happen. We'd get a coffee. She would say it. We'd be in a meeting. She would say it. And eventually she said it so much. It's like the people that you're around you, you'll start to pick up on little things. It's actually scientific. Your brain does that, right? You've got wee neurons in there that start to mirror people that you're around. And so I actually found myself in a meeting wanting to be like, slay. Like I wanted to do that. Don't know why just kept happening. I wanted to say slay all the time, but it's because I heard her and I was just surrounded by it all the time. So what you're surrounding yourself with is what your mind is going to take in and what your mind is going to reflect, right? And we actually have control 
over that. We have control over the stuff that we're feeding our minds with, whether that is God's word, whether it is something on Netflix, whether it's social media. And even with this verse, I feel like God was reminding me that this week. I fill my mind way, way too much with social media and it ends up in me being really anxious. And so with our mental health, right, we're talking about this today. It'll be different for every person in here. Some people, it might be counseling that you really need and that is completely fine. It might be that you need a mentor. It might be that you need extra professional help. Whatever that looks like for every individual in here is going to be completely different. But for those of you that maybe aren't struggling or for maybe those of you that are struggling a little bit, it could be wee things like that. It could just be what you're filling your mind with is actually not helping you at all. And so we would love for today to be just like time for you to reflect on that after you leave here. Like, what is it I spend most of my time filling my mind with? Is it good stuff that's going to help me? Or is it stuff, again, like the Bible tells us, God literally knows how to look after us when it says, like, think about things that are pure. Think about things that are holy. Think about things like all of these good things. If we focus on God and we focus on his goodness rather than all the stuff the world is throwing at us that puts us in a much better position to look after our minds and care for our minds because he's literally given us a blueprint for how to do it and so I just want to leave you with that thought okay it's not necessarily going to be like a light switch you're not just going to read the bible and all the anxiety is going to disappear in five minutes okay that is how we get on right now because we're so used to everything being at our fingertips you can't rush it like that okay it's actually something that you do little bit by bit and it's little tiny habits that you can put into your day maybe you don't read your bible for 10 hours of the day it's probably normal right but if you're reading your bible right now and it's maybe like five minutes maybe try and make that like six minutes start that for like an entire week and then you will be shocked the tiny little changes that you can make in your habits after like three four weeks you're starting to think actually it's really normal for me to read my bible for like 10 minutes now or just like sit for 10 minutes it's all those little tiny changes bit by bit that can actually start to fill your mind with the right stuff okay and so think about that it is going to be different for each one of you think about the power that is behind that we follow a god who you have been hearing about all this weekend who is incredibly powerful and so when you come to him he actually invites you to come to him with all of your cares in Psalm 55:22, talks about how you should cast your cares on him because he actually cares enough about you to not only save you with Jesus but actually to care about all the stuff that you care about all the little details of your life right now and so if you bring that to him you can do that at any point right you don't even have to book a slot it's not even like you have to book in a wee time with him he is literally with you all the time if you've become a Christian it promises in the Bible that the Holy Spirit is with you all the time. And so you have like complete access to that. So do not waste it, like use it and access that perfect peace that he can bring us. Okay. So just let me pray for all of us. And then um, we're going to clear the room for another event, I think. So let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for the fact that you are a wonderful counsellor and the fact that you can give us perfect peace and that when we set our minds on you, we can actually be um, a lot more free because you're the main character of the story and we don't have to take that weight all by ourselves. Um, and so I just pray for every single one of us in this room right now. Um, I thank you that you know what's going on in our minds. I thank you that you know um, everything that's going to go on in our minds. Um, and I just pray that you help us to take any thoughts captive that are not from you, any thoughts that are bringing us fear, any thoughts that are bringing anxiety, we just want to rebu rebuke those and ask those to go um, in the name of Jesus, because actually um, we follow a God who 
is just a God of love and who wants to comfort us and who wants us to focus on um, who he is um, and what he's done for us. So I pray that right now your Holy Spirit would just um, reach into everybody, everybody's mind um, and just give us that freedom, give us that space um, to follow you and to focus on you. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would help us to do that um, because on our own, we just can't do it. And so we ask Jesus in your name that you help us. Um, so I thank you for every person here. I pray that, pray that you bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.